Well, I feel like I'm in a hole in the ground sometimes. Welcome to Film Nerd Tower. That is depressing. I know. <laughs> Hi, Welcome, guys. Welcome, everyone. I'm Nathaniel Schumacher. And I'm Noah Sweeto, and we will be your hosts for the next hour. How quaint we usually are. Yes. Yes, if you saw the title of the hey, video... Mr. Burns. We will be talking about... The li oh, you want me to be Mr. Burns the whole time? or who you want Oh, no, be? I was saying I'm going to be Mr. Burns. Hmm. Well, then I'll be Kermit the Frog here. Yes, release the hounds. Today Smithies. we are talking about Hole in the Ground. A movie from 2019 by... Eight. All right, okay. All right, yeah, we need to stop that. Um, <laughs> but this is a movie called The Hole in the Ground that came out in 2019. It is an indie horror film, which I would say is actually less of... Uh, it's a steady blend of sci-fi horror again, uh, just like Viverium. Yeah. So I definitely thought that this would be a great follow-up for that. And I don't I don't think I was wrong. What? What? Now... Uh, right off the bat, let's just uh, also make sure that you guys can see it. Right now, it is only for rent on pretty much everything, so you uh, can you can get it. it with or you can watch it on. Um, it says Amazon Prime, Sling, Fubo TV, Hulu, and Showtime. But all of those other extensions, you have to have the Showtime Premium extension. Yeah, which you can add on to those streaming services. So, so if you have the Showtime extension, you can watch it for free. Otherwise, for those of you who don't, purchase. it's pretty much rent. But also, depending on uh, the time of the sale, if you're like me and you just decide to go buy it, yeah, and you just are a digital person, because I know there are a couple people out there you can go do that as well. Um, yeah, this is this is an interesting one where like I think much like you, because let's look at the let's do what we usually do where we look at the Rotten Tomatoes rating. I don't think we agree with the audience on this one, because <laughs> the critics have it at 83%, certified fresh, where audiences have it at 48%. Yeah, which again, I, I didn't see the point in. It was very dumb. The movie? No. Oh, the, okay. The audience score. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, great pick. I don't pick. know how you ever thought that that was a great score in any way. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this movie for an hour and a half. If you want like a nice thriller, it it was better than the last like quote unquote shape shifting movie I saw. I think it was called Beyond the Door or something. It was about ghosts or some shit. It was stupid, but <laughs> I I can't even think about that. When you say weird ghost movies, I think of Nicolas Cage's uh, Pay the Ghost. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's more what comes to my mind in all honesty. Sure. Uh the only the only member of the cast I think you'll recognize maybe is uh James Cosmo who plays Dez in this. He was uh Jor Mormon in Game of Thrones, the bear, leader of the Night's Watch before Jon Snow took over. I pointed that out to you and you didn't even realize it. <laughs> That's because you really don't realize a lot of people in Game of Thrones. No, because they're because not they're in all different period clothes. They're all, they're all bearded. <laughs> they're all he had a beard in this one. put with uh, makeup and other stuff in there to make them look a certain way and weathered. and So mm -hmm. when it comes to that or Lord of the Rings, it's kind of like hit or miss because you also look at the, the height of what they are. Right. Makes sense. But yeah, um... I feel like we're probably just going to... Because there's not much to say before. No, oh, except yeah. what was your first impression on this film? Because I've seen it once and mine improved actually with the second viewing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's a little... It's a bit of a slow crawl, I will say. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because once it picks up, it picks up. <laughs> and I'd say that's the same thing with Mandy because that's how Mandy worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really the only actor we can mention because it's a uh, a lot of these are it, it it was made in Ireland, so it's a lot of these are Irish-born actors. So we in the states where this is mostly listened to, we're not going to recognize a lot of these people, unfortunately. Except for those who probably watch a lot of more indie films, and yeah, whatnot, yeah, international as well. But yeah, you said your your opinion improved. You, would you care to elaborate or? Um, sure. So the way, well, the way that my, uh, opinion improved on this is because of the fact that 
it just was it, it's one of those like a uh, same with vivarium it, it's yeah. one of those that you're you're less bizarre and i guarantee you a lot of these people who reviewed this movie again they're not they're your casual film goers they're not yeah. they want to see this hollywood big horror jump scare bullshit and that's yeah. not that's not what makes a horror film yeah, all the scares in this, they're not jump instinct. They're genuine fright, you know? Yeah. And I like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, you're going to go, ooh, if somebody jumps out from you behind a hallway. But that's but not being afraid. That's instinct no. and reflex. If I sat outside your window and stared at you... I'd be like, oh, God, no. And then I moved, <laughs> and then you saw me staring yeah. at you from another part of your house through a window. I'd be like, That would be fear. <laughs> yeah. Because you'd be sitting there like, um... Not normal, not not okay. Yeah. So that's that's what that's what scary is. Not just throwing a bunch of jump scares, not just giving you the basic teenagers and the basic yeah. this. So fear um, was what we watched earlier, just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Was the opening fifteen <clears throat> minutes of Army of the Dead? That was scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? What you guys really need to do because uh, I think we're both in the Facebook group. Uh, there's this Facebook group called. Um, Nerd Tower? No. No. It's purely purely simple horror. horror. And they do a lot of indie films. You get a lot of people who recommend them, and it's a very open minded community. So, if you guys really want some actual good movies, and you guys want to actually see some great movies and what what can be done with them, uh, you guys need to check that out be open-minded about it because there's some yeah we're not we're not and we're not like making the broad assumption that you're not open-minded we're just saying to the people who maybe aren't you know give give some of these more of a chance i guess i would say yeah and the kindest way possible yeah 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 because you kind of came off a little like oh there but no um i just say because i think there's so many movies that people could be watching especially when they have that movie night and there's not oh that not everybody has kids and whatnot Mm-hmm. Um. So there's also that. I, I just wish people. I just want people to be more open minded because they don't know how much they're missing when they're very narrow minded and set on just watching one particular movie. Right. I will say it is pretty fitting that when you look up this movie, Virium, um, getting into spoiler territory in five, four, yeah. three, three, two. One. So if you're still here, you're about you've, to get some spoilers. Yeah, you've either watched it or you just don't care. In either ways, hi. Um, Hello. And what uh, I like about what the biggest similarity for me between Vivarium and um, Hole in the the Hole in the Ground, really good child actors, especially at being creepy. <laughs> which I don't, both these kids in these movies can play creepy very well. Which I don't think you guys actually realize how much nerve it takes for a child actor to be Especially, creepy. yeah. It's very... I don't even know what the word would be. I don't either. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very tedious process. It's like mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger with being a T-800. Everybody thinks that because they can do this, they... They can do it. No, you gotta you have no emotion. You need to have no emotion. That means that when you look at somebody else off screen, you can't just start laughing. Right, exactly. You need to learn how to be stone cold, move, and just be in your movement. Mm-hmm. Not walk like a human. Walk like you're not human or you don't have the capacity to realize what's around you. Exactly. And I'd hope, I hopefully, I'm assuming most kids don't know how to just be creepy in general. So no. that and must be difficult for them to learn. For some of you parents, I mean... If you really want a good scare, I think I think this is the perfect one. <laughs> Some of you parents might have experienced a good sta- scare by being asleep at three in the morning and waking up to just find your child staring <laughs> through the open doorway. <laughs> right. I mean, that's you know. All kids do that. It's not just yours. <laughs> uh. I mean, I personally don't trust children. I think I think they're little creeps. I don't I think, trust children. Not uh, I'm afraid of children. Not I'm scared of having children. I don't trust them. No. You want to elaborate at all? <laughs> I don't trust children. I think they're shady little 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 beings that oh my God. suck the life out of you. They're adorable. That's because you're looking at you're looking at parenthood from the outside. Uh, you're not on the inside of it yet. 
I don't think it matters. They're uh, they're always going to be creepy to me. Cause yeah. the other thing that scares me about children is the fact that they all want to crawl on me, and that doesn't have any constitution of whether I've had kids or not. You, Every little well, kid that sees you're, me, you're to- you, they because you're tall. Yeah, they assume I'm a giant, and uh, mm-hmm. my stepbrother broke his arm that way because I was on the phone and I wasn't paying attention to him when he was little, and he tried to jump off onto my back off a chair. He went to grow onto my back and jump on my back, and I moved. And I didn't realize it. Jeez. And then he fell on the ground and broke his arm, and oh I felt God. so terrible. Yeah, of course. So when I say I'm terrified of children, I'm terrified of children, and I think they're terrifying because their mind is on a whole different wavelength. I reiterate, and you won't feel the same when it's, it's yours. Like the thing you know when you watch like Sinister, and they mm-hmm. and then you think about every time where a kid's like, "Oh, there's a monster in my closet under right. my bed," and you're just like, uh. "And you're like, oh, it's okay," because you want to be that comforting parent, but you're also like, "I hate it when kids say that." Right. And I just have that same old nightmare, and they're like, "There's something there," and you're like, "I don't want to think about that." Again, you're, <laughs> again, you're gonna say I'm wrong, but you're not gonna feel the same when it's your children. You're never gonna once think my kid is creepy. You're gonna be like, "No." I'm gonna think their thought process is creepy because it's gonna be very similar to mine. Well, that's but, all. Ke- yeah. <laughs> um. But yes. Yeah, so if you want a creepy movie that you know. May or may not make your kids creepy out a little bit. These are two good movies, Vivarium um, and Hole in the Ground, and uh, and whatever. You know, yeah. The first Sinister, not the second one. You can't blame me for for recommending that to you. So oh God! Don't don't even say. I have never been more disappointed in a movie than the second Sinister. Like, ugh. like the first yeah. Sinister had that effect of like. That's how I knew it was effective and being scary because I watched it. And I was still freaked out for, like, a week after. You know what I mean? Like, I was still looking around, like, I'm just gonna turn these lights on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, that's, that's the thing. Like, I can't watch Sinister alone. I feel like if I really were to possibly do so with, uh... If I really tried with Hole in the Ground, I feel like, you know... I don't think I could probably watch that on my own either. It's kind of one of those... As was you... proven, because you made me watch it on my own for a portion there. <laughs> oh, that's because I do it in the bathroom, but... During the scariest part! <laughs> no, I... Hole in the Ground is one of those that I don't think you really can watch. By yourself. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And I mean, it's, you know... It has a premise that I I know a lot of people who can relate to because it starts off with a single mom driving with her son to a new home. And the single mom, it's implied... We never really hear anything more about it after a point, but it's implied that they ran away from the dad because you get the implication he was maybe abusive. That was the vibe I was getting? Yeah, that, that was supposed to be the thing. Um, the mother has a... She basically has this bump on her head that she goes to get examined at the doctor. And what we eventually come to the conclusion to is yeah. that uh, she says it was a car accident or something like that. No, her husband hit her. And <laughs> the doctor starts questioning because he's like, this is unlike any other, you know. Yeah, car bump. Car bump that I've ever seen. Yeah. So we do get that, which, you know, I'm glad that they didn't constantly... I'm glad they didn't constantly go about that route because I feel like a lot of those movies, there is a time and a place to make something like that work or like a, a um, what you would call it? a story about a spouse. Mm-hmm. And there's a time where you just need to focus on the story. And I felt like right. the hole in the ground did a great job of that. It, it did it, a good balance. Yeah, I mean, that side implication... Which is great. Um, and they kind of just simply kind of a little bit alluded to it. Mm-hmm. Um, another example of, of a great movie that did that um, is the... Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, the Babadook. That's the, ba- the movie. The Babadook. The yeah. Babadook. They did the... Uh, Babadook did a great job at bringing... The idea of, you know, tragedy with a spouse mm-hmm. and making it central to the story without 
making it the main focus. Right, yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, have a key element to the story, but don't have it be your centerpiece. When... Yeah, and that's, I think that's where a lot of people miss it. So I, that's why I was very excited with The Hole in the Ground. That's why I liked it so much. Yeah. Um... Because you got, like, your main plot, but then you also got your little side story, you know, that you find out eventually. And I like that. Yeah. Um, kind of figuring out Because a big other... part of you is wondering what's going on with the sun, but there's a small portion of you wondering why are they there in the first place, you know, and you can't help but wonder that. So the fact that we get answers to both, great. And it gives a great dynamic into the relationship of the, the mother and son. Yeah. Because it is... The little game they play with the three second, like, make a face. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it is, I think, a thing of, like, you know, how, how do you address that as a single parent right. on either side? How do you ever talk about, like, oh, we left daddy because he was hurting me? You know, like, especially to a kid. How old does he look in this? <laughs> I think he's about supposed to be about like seven or eight. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's tall for an eight-year-old. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what he's supposed to be because it yeah. doesn't really look like he's. He doesn't look like he's much older than that, but he looks tall. I mean, every kid is different. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of really tall kids in our school. Yeah, when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So one thing I really like about this movie is the dialogue, especially coming from the kid. Because the kid talks how kids talk. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't written like, oh, this is how a kid talks from the perspective of an adult. Like, it's actually how a kid talks. Cause, like, yeah. He says, like, oh, my friend says this car looks like a pedo <laughs> car. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's something the kid would say. And then he goes, <laughs> he's like, he's an asshole. And she's like, you can't say that. And he goes... Can I say anus hole? No, but it's a science word. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a conversation I've had with my mom at his age. <laughs> my parents always told me not to say stupid, and I had to get clever, so I came up with stuka. Yeah, there you go. And every time they would ask me, what does, does that stuka mean? mean stupid? I was like, no. No, what are you talking about? You're like, and meanwhile, internally, you're like, damn it, they cracked the code. <laughs> Pretty much. It was very funny because I had this little blue Hot Wheels plane, and every time yeah. I used to think of the word stupid, I thought of the little blue plane. I have no idea why. That was really the definitive mind of a child. Yep. Yep, for sure. But while they're driving in their new home, they, they almost hit a lady in the road. Nora. Yeah, which, um... She scared me. <laughs> she scared me a lot. Again, kind of with the, the creepy old person factor. Yeah, like, wow. the, like the grandma in um, The Visit. Yeah. Yeah, except the grandma in The Visit, she was like... She, she was seemed fine. more like a grandma, so... Yeah. Well, and it's not, again, I've said, I said it to you while we were watching the movie, it's not Nora's fault. She has Alzheimer's. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still that, I think both, you know, because uh, eventually we'll do the visit. We won't really go into spoiler territory for that, but there is kind of, like, the idea that there could be some dementia and Alzheimer's there, too. Yeah. So. Mental mental impairment, yes. But, yeah, when she goes to check on her, she's kind of just whispering to herself, which is creepy. And yeah. An, yeah, and an important part that leads into the end of the movie is the fact that when she moves out of the way to not hit the woman, the mirror comes off their car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. So she ends up going to the new house, and we find out a few very important things. We find out that they have the game they play where they try to make the silliest face in three seconds. We also find out that there's a type of food that he doesn't like at all because it has, like, powdered cheese that you mix in. Kind of like powdered macaroni and cheese. I don't know if any of you guys had Kraft. <laughs> I don't know if any... Yeah. Let me rephrase. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been de- destitute. Uh- <laughs> you know, Kraft is good, man. Yeah, it is. Especially it is. when you get uh, make-your-own-homemade yep. hamburger helper. But it's that, it's that and ramen that are the... Per- it, that ramen and pop tarts those are the three things most often eat, eaten by college students and there's a reason <laughs> they don't have money <laughs> well correction dorms yeah dorm typically. dorm students yes again don't have money 
because me is one. I don't have to do that, but for yeah. me, it's more like a McDonald's thing, and I'm trying to get out of that because it's yeah, like, fast food ain't great. Sometimes customer service ain't great either, but we don't need <sighs> to go into that. Um, oh yeah, for you guys, we'll, we'll eventually elaborate on some of the fun stuff. Yeah, some of our fun friendship stories, our adventures. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, we fo- we find out a little more about them. Uh, he starts going to school. She starts working at, like, an antique shop. And then, uh, there's another creepy moment with Nora where she's kind of just... Well, well, first, actually, sorry. Um, the... He gets scared of a spider. And she catches the spider. And she's gonna set it free, but she's like, what? he's like, why don't you just kill it? And she's like, well, the spider never did anything to you, and they're important to, like, the environment. And he goes, Dad would kill it if he was here. And it's like, that kind of gives you a little, it kind of gives us as the audience a little bit of information about the father in that maybe he was more violent. Like that, that subtle implication, you know? Which it is quite amazing how, how something so subtle can give you the impression. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then she lets it out and he steps on it and then she chases him and she loses him. In the, she, he gets lost in the forest and then she finds a giant sinkhole. Like a huge sinkhole. And for those of you who don't know, sinkholes usually, they tend to happen uh, right after floods or earthquakes, tectonic shifts, where just like there's nothing underneath the ground. So it kind of all just like descends. <laughs> and it's really, it's really unnerving. Some people have it happen to their whole houses, <laughs> which is again also creepy. Because <laughs> like what, what kind of claim do you make for that? <laughs> You know, and and I doubt anybody who's listening at this point has really ever experienced that because it's not. Well, as no. Who I was gonna say who has played the game The Forest? Yeah. There's a giant sinkhole in there as well. Yeah. And <laughs> someone ventured in. <laughs> Did they? Well, that's one of the things you have to do in the game. That doesn't spoil it, but it definitely is one of those things that. Uh, it definitely seems like this movie may have drawn from that. No. No? Okay. It just... I. It's one of those things that it kind of makes you... Uh, question. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then she's, like, looking for him and she f- sees him, like, at home. Yeah, which is the, the big factor of, okay... Mm-hmm. And that kind of gets you into your little mind fuck of what's huh. going on. And then later on, he, um, she comes home and the door's wide open, but then he's still just standing there, and it's like, oh, right. like he's doing unsettling things. And then later on, she's driving him home from school, and Norris starts to stand in front of the car, and then her husband Des comes out of the car and says like, oh, sorry about her. She, she, you know. It's just her issues. But then she walks up to the side of the car, looks at her son and go, and starts hitting the window aggressively, saying, he's not your son, he's not your son. And then she hits her head against the window, and I was like, Jesus, this lady. <laughs> and then Des kind of drags her away. And we find we found out earlier from, like, people talking that, I guess, her son, like, went missing in the forest, and then he came back, and then she came into the classroom, like, yelling, you're not my son, and... Then later they found the the kid was hit with a car, I think. And everyone like in town thinks, oh, she definitely did it because she went crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of my favorite things of this movie. It was, it was, it was how... How well it was all set up for the How reveal. it was all set up. Yeah. And how well... Because, you know, you always have the crazy person. Mm-hmm. But you always have to have the people that are like, oh, no. They say this happened. They say that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what what do we what do we say to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then later we find Nora buried just her head under dirt and she's dead. It's like, okay. Yeah, that was the other thing that was that was really weird. Yeah. Because it's like. Why just her head? <laughs> like, and who did it? Because that's right. the other it's question. A, it adds a mystery element. 
And we go to the funeral, and Dez, like, he's covered up all the mirrors in the house, because I guess he said that she started looking at her son through the mirrors, and he looked different. Yeah, which was mm -hmm. creepy. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that was kind of very unique. Yeah. And we also get we also get flashes of like her son because like she's kind of it seems like she's hallucinating because there's a thing where she he her son's like arm wrestling with someone and then she envisions her son like breaking that person's arm with just his hand but then she blinks which, and sees that that's not happening and I was like oh okay uh, <laughs> which they never really describe why that is yeah why she's hallucinating about that so that one was kind of like a just. Maybe they wanted to add some gold. Maybe that sounds like something a producer maybe said. Oh, hey, why don't we add a weird vision scene? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I kind of was hoping it was in depth. I mean, kind of yeah. scraping from what we know. Yeah, this is just our movie. Just from watching this film. Yeah, and then she finds him like up late at night, and he's like eating spiders. <laughs> and I was like, that he went from being petrified of them to. Eating them, that's very okay. <laughs> it was very like, mm -hmm. huh, okay, that's uh, that's one way to deal with yeah. your demons. And then she also confronts him about it, and he, like, pushes a table and pushes her against the wall with the table. Yeah, but he does basically what an angry Superman would do. Yeah, yeah, it, it gave me kind of, bits of it gave me uh, Brightburn, Brightburn vibes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. They don't say that that movie's Superman, but it's... Come on. Come well, on. James Gunn said it was supposed to be a dark Superman tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he literally said. Mm -hmm. It's what if Superman turned dark. Yeah. And it was like... Okay. Was that one made by Warner Brothers? Or No, it was made by Bad Robot, I thought. Yeah. Bad Robot produced it. Mm -hmm. And uh, James Gunn... Well, I think he has his own company now, too. Like, yeah. I don't remember. But Anyhow, yeah. that's the vibes that it gave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's there's something to be said about these movies where, you know, it's a cliche of the mother, and I really wish they would do a father-son dynamic. Yeah. And less toxic masculinity. Cause yeah, please. I'm lucky enough to have a dad who's not toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. I have a dad who cares for me. And, um, I don't know, I kind of want to see a movie like this, but with a dad, because it's kind of like... You know, the, the Last of Us is a perfect example. Yeah. Of all the creepy creatures of the dark and having a father figure. Mm -hmm. um, Even a reluctant father figure. Joel isn't. Yeah. Isn't just like an ass all the time. He's like, suck it up. It's yeah. like, and a lot of people are like, well, maybe that's because Ellie is a girl. Well, no. No. You could still be just as much an ass and say, suck it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I don't think it... I think a lot of parenting decisions are based on how you're raised. Like, my general understanding was when you when you become a parent, you think of your childhood. You keep the stuff that worked and you take out the stuff that didn't work, you know? And you just adjust and tweak everywhere to maybe improve on your kid's childhood. Because, and you know, you know for a fact that eventually they will do the same when they have a kid. And that's just kind of how it works. So, I yeah... I agree. I wish we could see, like... Because we don't see a lot of... To my knowledge, we don't see a lot of single fathers. No, and I, and I think it's a perfect opportunity nowadays because you really, they really need to grab that by the balls and Seriously, embrace it. Because... Like, I, I, I think, like... What's the one with uh, from years ago? The Pursuit of Happiness. That's, like, the, the one I can remember. That was also based off a true story. Yeah, with Will, Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Um, Yeah, I... I'll never, I'll never quite understand why, 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 why we, why we have more, why we don't have more movies like that, and why, because the indie community is the perfect place to experiment with these types of things. It is, it absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Vivarium took the the idea, and the only reason that, like you know, like we said in our last episode, mm -hmm. that Tom was was an ass was because of the fact that he was like he was frustrated. He was very frustrated because he felt like he didn't have any control. And that's just kind of how he operates. You could tell that by his job choice of, you know, being a groundskeeper where you have control over everything that's going on, you know? Well, I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to oh. say for the fact of that literally he he's trying to, they want him to raise a mutant. Yeah. Something creepy. He, he, he's not a guy who's going to play someone else's games at yeah. all. Yeah. 
Which, you know, gave me the parasitic vibe again, but less so uh-huh. in this because of the way that the monsters are. And diving a bit of the monsters, bear with us here. I know we're kind of skipping around. Yeah. But the monsters in here are so... Creepy. Interesting. They, they don't, they, well, they're, 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 ch- they're changelings. They're shapeshifters. Which I, I've ne- I don't see a lot of movies with that dynamic, so I like that being explored more. And it's as simple as a literal touch. Mm-hmm. In order for them to shapeshift. Yeah. Uh, and take the form of whoever it is that they're uh, yeah. going up against. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know how, personally, like, this is a fun game. Let's say I was in a situation, well, I don't know how fun this is now that I'm actually thinking about it. Hold on. Yeah, no, this will be fine. Let's say... Um, I'm holding a gun, and there's two of you in front of me. What are you going to say to me to convince me that you're the real one? See, that's the thing. <laughs> it, 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 well, because that's, that's what leaves these movies so, so open, and I kind of do want to see a sequel, mm-hmm. but less exploring like the monsters. Still keep it with people experiencing what they are. Yeah. Um, Blair Witch did a very good job of that. Yeah. And I think this is kind of along those veins because you had the Blair Witch Project. We're not talking about the God Awful second one. Um, The third one was fine. The third was... uh, Actually, that one scared me the most. Mm -hmm. When they break break the stick thing and then the... Uh -uh. Yeah, everything in that movie. That movie, I also (laughs) figured out, is another one that uh, Noah does not watch alone and does not watch before bed. Noted. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, As well as the game. The game is... um, I played that with you once. Oh, buddy, you were a mess. (laughs) That is the most psychological fuck with your head. Yeah. Because you can transcend time and reality, like, in the movie. Yeah, you rewind the tapes, and it makes the things that happen in the tapes not happen. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? And it changed the environment, and I don't know how people get through that game. Eventually, when I have time and people to be around to play it. Yeah. Um... But no, the monsters in here, uh, if you're also a fan of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, this yes. is kind of a... I love the... The original is good. The one from the 80s with Jeff Goldblum, that one is great as well. I have not seen either, and I want to. So good. Because Donald Sutherland was in the very, very original, wasn't he? No, the... No, the one before... The very, very original was black and white. That's right. So he was Donald in the Sutherland. Jeff Goldblum yep. version. Mm-hmm. Okay. They both play scientists. That's always a fun treat. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is a perfect creature feature, and I think uh, once we get into website and stuff up and running, we'll we'll label some some picks for you guys or post them on the Instagram of movies yeah. that we think you guys should see. If you like this, features. you might also like. Yeah. <laughs> Too often do we get movies that have good plots and and solid characters and cool monsters, uh, right? Like this movie where nobody really compares them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the monsters in here are great. The tension of of subtly, you know, it, it, it's a way that these movies, uh, and specifically this Vivarium, found a way to make the normal, unnormal, effective. Mm-hmm. Hole in the Ground was very effective at, at doing the story and presenting subtle changes in such a way that you started to notice them. Right. And now, obviously, from the viewer standpoint, you're mm-hmm. going to have the, well, of course they have to put that in there right. for the viewer's sake, mm-hmm. of course. And and one of the lines in there from the old man um, is he says, you know, I his his wife it. Edith, right? Nora. Nora. The one thing that that he said about Nora is that when he starts talking to to what's the mom's name again? I'm trying oh. to. Trying to think of that. Uh, the mom's name is. Uh, or they? I don't even know if they even gave her a name. They did. I thought they did. They, they always credit them. They must have. You know, but when the when the old man is talking to uh, Sarah about yeah, Sarah. Um, Des Bradley. When Des is talking to Sarah about yeah, Nor Noreen's experience. Yeah, her breakdown. What she said about her son. He said, one of the things he literally says is, it it is things that, she noticed things that only... She noticed. That, well, no, that only a mother would notice. Right. 
So there, there's something to be said, like, in a way that, you know, I like movies that can make you think like that mm-hmm. and put you in that position, but also movies that present itself in a way that you don't think the characters are just downright stupid. Right. Like, you know, I'm sorry. When you have your headphones in, you're going to hear a table that got launched across the damn room and smashed on a wall. Yeah. You're not going to be like, huh? Mm-hmm what exactly okay nothing like what like the uh well it also says that it has a thing that said to like parenting of like you know stereotypically anyway your mom is kind of depending on your situation the one who is with you when you're that age she is with you 24 hours a day seven days a week sometimes especially if it's the summer so she's gonna notice everything about you so if something changes slightly She's going to notice. That's like, that's how it was with probably your parents. Like when you started changing your personality and like liking different things, your parents probably picked up on that shit immediately. You know? I think my dad definitely did because I spent a lot of time with my dad. Yeah, exactly. And like, I get the idea from Dez's character because he, he was probably the, he was probably the provider, the breadwinner, if you will. He probably wasn't around as much as his wife was who was taking care of the kids. So he wasn't noticing things like she was. No, because it's... And that's like... A, that I was kind of okay with in the sense because you you always have that as a story arc, but it's kind of... It's one of those things that that are true. Right, yeah. It's, it's like... It's... People are like, oh, it's stereotypical. No, it's true. It's just true. Like, it is true. I mean, like with my either mom, parent. Like, and this doesn't go against either <clears> of my parents. My mom definitely knows more about me than my dad does because, you know... She homeschooled me for three years. Like, she just, you know, she was around me more. Did we also mention, I know, before we go back into it, did we mention that Jacob uh, Tremblay, the the little kid, um, he's 14 now, but uh, did we also mention that he was in Intruders, Shut In, um, The Predator, as I think that little kid as well, and Dr. Sleep? He was also the kid in the room, or not the room, room, 2015 with Brie Larson. Jacob Tremblay. He's not in this movie, dude. He's not? Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Never mind. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Um, although Jacob Tremblay is a great actor. <laughs> I was kind of looking here at the credits and I was on the wrong tab. That's okay. That happens. Um. So anyways, did you want to get back into it? Yeah. Yeah, so she starts to notice things that, like, the guy says only a mother would notice. And she starts filming him. His, like, she sets up a camera in his room so she can see, like, him eating the, uh, the spiders. And she gets it on footage and she shows it to, uh, to Dez. And he, f- and she's like, that's why Nora did all this because she knew like your kid that that wasn't her kid someone took over and he flips and he's like I don't want to believe it and just throws the camera and you get the sense especially from that line of she noticed things only a mother would notice he feels like he failed not only as a parent but as a husband you know what I mean yeah and I agree because like how honestly let's be real how do you express that much pain. <laughs> how, how do you express an idea that you, that everybody's telling you is not real? Right. When your significant other or somebody you love is seeing it, because you can't really pick both sides. You need to be the person because mm-hmm. every time you're always going to have the doctor and the other people that are like, no, well, you must be crazy too. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's a thing for me of like, if my partner was saying all this stuff, I am more, Obviously, I'm more adept to trust my partner than, like, you know, probably even the police to an extent. You know what I mean? Because it's like, relationships are built on trust. If you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship. That's my personal thought, but... Right. So, if, like, if... Like, if my... Like, if I came home and my hypothetical wife don't have one, can't wait for one, though. Um... (laughs) Like, I'm talking about it like it's an Amazon package. Uh... No, uh... (laughs) <laughs> no like if if your spouse told you like oh there's someone in the attic like 
it's very different from like your friend or your roommate telling you that because if your roommate said there's someone in the attic it's like we'll all stay here together we'll be safe we'll call the police if your wife told you that i feel like there's more of a sense of urgency, so I feel like I would feel the need to go up to the attic and see well, for... You know what I mean? It's, it's a sense of protecting the ones yeah. you love. It's the same thing if your mom or your dad was there. I mean, most of the time, depending on your age, you 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 associate that with your dad mm-hmm. as the one who, who goes to... goes out and tries to look and be like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, so like your dad's the one who you ask to check under your bed for monsters. <laughs> yeah, because it's just a kind of one of those drawn. You're drawn naturally to one parent or the other, and that that can always alter too, depending yeah. on. Well, it's also like it's a it's a biological like it. It's like an animalistic mammal trait of like you know, the male generally speaking, in most um, in most like species they're the more they're usually the stronger one you know because that's like like the female lions hunt but the male lion is there to protect the 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 tribe or the pride which is kind of funny because it's like the women go out in the most vicious and more (laughs) capable of destroying well they go into predator they go into that in logan remember because like the male he has three claws because he's the male but Laura, she's got the back claws because same with tigers, female tigers, they have back claws in their feet more than in their hands. I didn't look into it too much. No, they mm-hmm. say it straight up like that's part of the dialogue. Oh, then no. Mm-hmm. That's something I... Charles says to him. Because, of course, he's curious of why the hell does she have a claw on her foot? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to rewatch it, man, while I'm out of town. <laughs> When I when I make some time, I'll yeah, watch of course, again. of course. But no, I. Uh, being said, I mean it's just these little awesome things that they kind of sprinkle in for yeah. for movies and stuff like yeah. that. Like, and then one of the things I love is after Des leaves, she starts testing again. Like, she's like, "Oh, I'll make your favorite food," and it's the food that he hates but he seems to enjoy it and then she tries to do the count to three game but he doesn't do anything so she starts backing away slowly and is like you're not my son you're not my son you're not my son and then he like does this weird shriek and like tackles her into like he tackles her off camera and we hear the scuffle and then we see her fly through frame again and i love that because it's like Sometimes, a lot of the time, actually, your imagination is more effective than what's getting shown to you on screen. <laughs> would you say that's true? I would say that's 99 or 98% of the time. Yeah, for sure. Because your mind, when it races, can come up with so many scenarios. That's the only reason yeah. you're fearful, because you're thinking of, well, this could be the worst, this could be the least worst, but that also being said, that the least could also be the worst, because yeah. you haven't anticipated what happens next. Exactly, exactly. But she she ends up waking up and he's like digging a hole and he puts her head in the hole and then starts covering it. But then he falls asleep because she drugged him because she was earlier in the movie prescribed anxiety medication due to like her head. So she gave it to him and he passed out. So then she tied him up in her like in inside the house and she's going to go and try and find her find her son because she's pretty sure he's in the sinkhole and she like descends down slowly and it's basically like quicksand she just mm-hmm. gets sucked in yeah it's very it's like and like her looking is very like like you said before to me it's it's claustrophobic and it's uncomfortable and it's it's a lot like um oh what was that movie we were saying it was like the descent the descent thank you yes it's a lot like the descent it gave me very much vibes of that and then she finds him, and we actually see what the creatures look like. And it's frightening. They actually do remind me a lot of the creatures of a descent, in that they're kind of like... They, they're, like, genderless, and they just have, like, blank faces, and then their mouths open up to the size of their face, and it's like, this is nightmare. This is nightmare fuel. Like, a thousand percent, that's what this is. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I like too that they kind of took like a like a Slenderman design and gave mm-hmm. the facelessness, except they actually did something, and it wasn't all about uh, sharp teeth. If you look up right. the, the movie right now called The Devil's Gate, yeah, which uh-huh. I would implore you to do. Um, if you look at the design of that, uh, that isn't the best movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's something that I do need to watch again, though. It does have, I believe, it's Sean Ashmore in it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, and Jonathan Frakes from uh, Star Trek, and uh, Javier uh, Boet Botet, who has My- played Mama. Uh, M- Milo Vin. Similogia, he's in. He's, he's in a lot of stuff. He's pl- uh, Javier's played. Uh, he plays the humanoid at Devil's Gate, but he plays uh, Slenderman. He's played Mama. He's done. He's done so many great movies because he's got that tall uh, contort contortism. Yeah, he he, he reminds me of. Um, oh God, who I'm blanking on names tonight. I am so sorry. I'm usually really good at this. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look up his his name. But if you look up, if you guys look up Devil's Gate, you Doug Jones. See. Doug Jones. He reminds me of Doug Jones. That's who it is. He plays uh, Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies, and he plays two of the creatures in Pan's Labyrinth. He's very like. Yeah, he plays yeah. Uh, what's his name in Star Trek Discovery. Yep. As mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, if you guys look up the humanoid from Devil's Gate it movie. Looks- similar to that it, it, i'm mostly uh referencing the face yes the 2017 um, film not the 2004 film there's a 2004 film with the same name yeah which actually this is actually just called devil's gate not even the devil gate yeah but yeah um take away those fangs and stuff and that's kind of kind of what you got there for that monster i don't know if you can actually look uh for the monster or like look at the monster design for this particular the whole ground ground for this particular movie i'm pretty sure you guys can um it's a really great reference guide so if you guys are like into the monster design um i believe in the special features too they kind of go about how they how they made it um because yeah it's so it's so cool um the, I think the thing that made these monsters most effective, though, and that uh, the the last kind of last scene, uh, before the last scene of her her sinking into that, uh-huh. her going into the sinkhole, is that not only is it like claustrophobic, but it's also thinking about, and that's one of the other things in the forest, it's thinking about these subhumanoids just living underground. That there could be, there could be a whole civilization just underground, not even just replacing us, just yeah, all underground. It it kind of reminded me of you heard about what the how Shin Godzilla was originally supposed to end, right? No. So originally, my brother told me about this, and that's how I know about that. Um, originally, he was supposed to like after he after the end of the movie where he gets you know destroyed and like dissipates, it was apparently the end shot was supposed to be like. A bunch of small hands coming up and the director wanted to get a sequel but they knew they probably weren't going to but it was supposed to be like they were shapeshifters and they were slowly going to assimilate themselves into society and that's how they were going to take over which kind of fits that whole like i feel like to me it fits that whole like environmental narrative of like you know the worse the earth gets the less we seem to notice you know what i mean i just i don't see that as a kaiju movie i like the concept but i mean that is also probably why you have an alternative universe too yeah sure so and who knows maybe after shin ultraman he might get his shin godzilla too well they were talking about that but that's a discussion for another video yeah Mm -hmm. um but no i i like i've always liked the idea of these unknown things that you kind of don't know but uh they just reside somewhere else they're not you know, they're nothing major. They're nothing right. that you'd expect, and they're just small, and they're just kind of there. Right, like, it's kind of like you mentioned as well, the um, the monsters in uh, society. 
Thanks for making me watch that movie, by the way. I mean, How? say what you want. I, I, <laughs> I thought do. that was a perfect movie, to be honest, because it gave you that... It did its job. Yeah. It was disturbing. Okay. I... And I mean, while it took things to another disturbing level, which I, it's Brian Usna. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it had to go that far. No, it did and not. And it could work, really could have worked just as a creep factor with body horror. Yeah. The reason I love society is taking all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. You have the template of what happened with the hole in the ground. But if you were amongst everybody, if what had already happened had happened, which. How dare you say that that's a perfect movie, though? Like you think perfect movie and you don't immediately think of house. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, come on. That is the perfect movie. <laughs> but I would love to see what it would be like. To have a a movie where, like, you know, it had this had the themes of the hole in the ground of Averium. I mean, imagine right. that. Imagine if we had one type of humanoid, or if he would have dropped the humanoid from Averium, and we would have had, say, let's say that we had instead we had the sh- uh, the changeling shapeshifters, mm-hmm. but they were all living amongst that community. Yeah. Well, that gives me, um, that kind of, like, the idea that everyone in a community is like that, except for you, that kind of gives me 1BR vibes. Thanks again for that movie. No, um... (laughs) That one, we went into both blindly. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. (laughs) And even I was like, uh... Please tell me this isn't going to be one of those extended things, but that is a... A uh, fun episode that we may or may not have done for you guys. So you know, depending you know, on scheduling, um, you know, I mean, it, it it's but, possible that it'll come out this year in a couple of months. Yeah, but anyways, um, so she she sees the change. She finds her son. She sees the changeling, changelings, and one starts to chase after them. And while she's crawling up with her son, it grabs her and she starts hitting with a flashlight. And then its hand turns into like a human hand, and she looks at it, and it looks exactly like her. And the idea that it can happen, A, that quickly, and B, that easily, like, all you need to do is make skin contact and bam, that's terrifying <laughs> to me. Yeah. Also, the fact that she was dragging her son, mind you, to try and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's, it's also like, I mean, you know, you got mama, mama of the year. strength. <laughs> mama like, of the year. <laughs> how do you sit and, and, and be able to physically do that? Adrenaline right. or not, you're in a tight corridor and there's not a lot of places to push off of no it's not like it's not like you're trying to lift a car with adrenaline to get to your kids it's it's literally you're in a hole you have these beasts that you just pissed off because now they're awake right and they're like hey what the hell what what are you you're in our home exactly and then they're like okay now we're gonna be like ants and we're gonna have to attack you now you're gonna have to die (laughs) yeah but then it cuts and uh they've gotten out and then she she brings him home, but then she remembers, oh, right, the other him is in is in the house. So she decides to burn down the house and drive away with her son. And then it feels like it cuts to, like, a different amount of time because she's talking to other people. He's going to a new school. It shows him riding around in a circle on his bike. She's taking photos of him, checking to make sure it's still actually her son. And then it pans out, and right before the credits roll, we see her house is covered in mirrors. Just covered in mirrors. And you pointed out, because I I guess you were saying you had watched it with someone else, and they were like, at least it's a happy ending. This isn't a happy ending. She is paranoid for the rest of her life. <laughs> oh, that was my comment. I was like... I, this is not a happy ending. No. And her I mean, life is never going to be the same. She will always be looking over her shoulder. Same thing, like, <laughs> the, it, it could be said for Favirium. I see people saying, well, at least, you know, they the, it's known what the beasts are in some capacity. And I'm like... But they're By not. Who? By who? <laughs> the, the people who figured out are dead. <laughs> like, two die. other victims came. Or, like, you know, the other thing that people are always saying was like, well, at least the victims aren't suffering anymore. Yeah, but, but now who's going yeah, to how... tell anybody? But how they're not suffering is they're dead. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like come okay. on. And that's not to say that, you know, what if these things snatch your souls? <laughs> right, exactly. Who knows? Who knows like if they're just... just in a hellscape in the bottom of that place? Yeah, but overall, I enjoyed this. Thanks, thanks for picking this for our for our list this week. This was, this was fun. Yeah. 
We've got a little bit of time left, so I, I, mean, I kind of I kind of want to. We got some final thoughts. Ramble up about it. I mean, um, there's another movie called The Wretched, mm. which we, we didn't get to, but I would have rather done if I had remembered yeah, it when we had time. Uh, it's very similar to this as well, mm-hmm. but it's kind of more of a summer of '84 Disturbia. Uh, yeah. And I wouldn't even say that. I would take more the the Fright Night. Yeah. Did you watch Disturbia? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, I thought I was the one who told you about that movie. No. Um, <laughs> no, I, I would say it's more more Fright Night meets mm-hmm. this. Because the, the whole idea is that, you know, the person is possibly possessed. And, possibly, yeah. You know. Um... Other quick note that I meant to say earlier is while this movie does, you know, like we said, it, it is slow at the beginning, but really picks up. One other thing you have to remember is that uh, the movie Mandy yep. does a great job. That mm-hmm. was something my dad couldn't get through, and I was like, you have, you have to stick with it. Because yeah. when that movie gets going, it, all it, it goes. Hell, it goes, it goes, it goes. All goes. hell breaks loose. If you want to see why Nicolas Cage is still one of the greatest actors. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that is. And I know people are like, well, that's a ballsy statement. Well, it's really not. Nicolas no. Cage is, if you guys really sit and think about it. What he. Nicolas Cage is the exact opposite of Jim Carrey. Exactly. He's the over the top in his role, in his energy. Yeah. How, how I have categorized Nicolas Cage for myself. He's not. He's not a bad actor. He's not a good actor. He's not a so bad he's good actor, and he's not a so good he's bad actor. He's Nicolas Cage. That's the exactly. best I can describe his him and his performances. He's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> because there are movies that he can do completely normal like any other actor, and there's movies like Mandy where it's like... It is absolutely insane that he has that range. There are movies like in Kick-Ass where he's like you know, a superhero dad and has his own other issues about everything. But then there's movies like Con Air where he makes accent choices and sticks with it, <laughs> no matter how not convincing they are. Why didn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> or, you know, the the iconic, uh, you know... Honeymoon in Vegas? No, I was going to oh. say the uh, the burning man, or no, the... Uh... How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! No, it's, uh, what, what is the name of it, though? You're thinking of Burning Man. The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. That's the remake right. of The Wicker Man. Yeah, which I was about to say, you know. Burning the... Man is a festival. What am I talking about? Yeah, that's what I was like. That's the, I think that's partially where they got it, though. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, no, I love that scene. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. We got Mom some... and Dad was another great film. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was full of uh, over-the-top yeah. excitement, which we'll have to do, because that is... Because it's made by the same director who did Crank. Yeah, and it shows. It shows. <laughs> but all the stuff that the music choice was like, no, you can't do that here. Yeah. But I would, honestly, and I know a lot of people and are always like, well, let's stay in their range. They need to stay in their lane. And it's like, no. No, you gotta have... I would like to see him make a horror film. Experiment. I feel like it could be very good, like, Hatchet. But yeah. I feel like Atmosphere. There's an unreleased track mm-hmm. from the movie, or I mean the game, Dead by Daylight. Yeah whoa that track uh because i know i mentioned to the thing yeah that has like it sucks all the air that theme and all the all the music and stuff out of the mm-hmm. air it just leaves you wondering this track does that worse yeah like in a, in a good way that's awesome it sucks everything and you're sitting there like I won't add this. I feel my heart pounding in my chest. Yeah, why am I feeling this way? (laughs) I feel like somebody is watching me and then it picks up and it's like, I feel like I'm in danger. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you not use that track? Exactly. I, um, I think I enjoy it personally if we're talking about Nicolas Cage stuff still. I personally enjoy his earlier stuff from when he was younger. You know, um. Interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire? Well, or no, no, no. Kiss, kiss of... Interview with a Vampire is with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Yeah, I was going to say Kiss kiss of a Vampire. Vampire's Kiss, I think it is. I think so. There's a Jim Carrey movie that has a very similar title. But uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, Raising Arizona, the original... Um, he was in the original version of a movie that just got remade that you actually bought a copy of. It's like a musical from the 8th that's supposed to be set. Oh, Valley Girl? He was in the original Valley Girl as the original love interest guy. 
he has a great mm-hmm. line in there because they go to like a bad they go to hollywood which at the time was like really really seedy and ghetto and that's where he lives and they're like we're not like, we're gonna we're her friends are like we're not going in there we're staying in this car and he goes all right well just if someone tries to steal the radio don't let them <laughs> and he says it's so casual and it's so funny there's the other uh movie to the trust with elijah wood and that's how they became friends and how he produced uh a lot of his stuff like uh come to daddy yeah which is a great elijah wood movie and um mandy which elijah wood helped produce for him as well so yeah um i would love to see a director like panos cosmatis or the guy who did crank do a movie because i can imagine what seeing these humanoids running through the woods and chasing after people with a very good yeah. tense sorry overlay soundtrack yeah. would be like and it's, it's just beautiful to think about it is vampire's kiss from 1988 i'm sorry how can you see this face and not be interested in the movie <laughs> Well, yeah, it looks like a horror film. <laughs> exactly. And he has, like, he has so many famously improv lines from his earlier days. Like, and in that one, he improvises the entire alphabet. He's like, you're supposed to put the files, you know, in alphabetical order. A, B, C, D, E. And he goes through the whole alphabet in this psychiatrist's office. Oh, my God. I will never be tired of seeing that. And then uh, in Honeymoon in Vegas, where the line is, Yoo-hoo, can I get a room? And he sings his line. Yoo-hoo, can I get a room? Like, <laughs> It is Nicolas Cage. How can you get to a point in your career where you get to sing your lines and the director's like, sure. Face off. <laughs> yep, that's also a good one. Yeah, that's that opening scene in Face Off. <laughs> Okay. okay. Watch Nicholas Cage compilation, everybody. Uh, it's great. Watch his but, movies. They're great. But uh, without further ado, yeah, that closes that was, out the That was the hole in the ground. Thank you all for listening uh, on either YouTube, Spotify, or Anchor, or wherever else this is by the time you're listening to this in the future. And if it's on somebody's bootleg website, yeah. let us know. Uh, yeah. That's a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> or thank you for tele- or tuning into this telepathic broadcast. Yes. You know, however that works. And... Yes. Uh, we're going to do a message in Morse code now. All right. Um... He's been No Sweeto. And he's been the thing the shoemaker. Thank you all for uh, tuning in to Film Nerds Hour. We will see you next time. See you later. Bye bye.